everybody, what's up? This is Patrick Claybon of the NFL Network, and I am glad to live in a post-slap and pro-slap world. Uh, more slaps for everybody, in my opinion. Also, um, you're going to eat the rest of that sandwich. D don't lie to yourself. You're not going to eat half now and half. Just eat the whole sandwich and uh, enjoy a little bit of the pleasure that this life provides you. Anyway, you're listening to the 4th and Forever podcast with Stuart and Darren. Welcome back to the, um, where are we again? Oh, fourth and forever podcast. Yeah. What, what is it? Yet. What is it that we, oh, it's American football. Yeah. Sorry. I kind of forgot. It's been, I thought you were going to be all excited. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I kind of forgot that. It's been a while, you know, it's, uh, absolutely nothing has happened since the Super Bowl, So I kind of just forgot. Only joking. Welcome back to the fourth and forever podcast. You football hungry lot. You. Stuart Bothwell here, joined as usual by Darren, hello darkness, my old friend, Butter. Now, we'll come back to my reasoning for Darren's complex football-related headspace. Uh, I'm not touching on his general psyche, that's a total minefield. But um, firstly, what an off-season. Uh, in my approximately 25 years of NFL fandom, I don't think I've seen anything quite like this. It's like all the teams just decided that they wanted to chuck everyone back into a pile and run a fantasy draft to fill out their rosters. Darren... How the hell are you? Pretty good, Stuart. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> you're, you're feeling better after your uh, your your bout with uh, uh, an unknown illness. Yeah, one that no one's ever had, and yeah, it was yeah. COVID hit me pretty hard, but yeah, it's hit a lot of people, so I don't want to bang on it too much. But yeah, you weren't your usual bubbly, lovable <laughs> self. <laughs> yeah, well, at least no one had to come near me, so. Yeah, exactly. So it's good for everyone else, really. You just had to suffer through it. But it's all good. Better now. Um, better face on certain things in my job and and in what I'm looking to do personally. So it's uh, it came at came at an interesting time, but it's definitely opened some doors and made me think about things that I hadn't thought about. So excellent. Well, pretty pretty good. May, pretty may, good. may I just say that you're you're positively glowing, sir. I'm I'm, I'm happy for you. It's just really warm in here. Yeah, yeah, that too. I think I might need to take off uh, this uh, this overshirt that I'm wearing. Don't worry, listeners. I am uh, still wearing something else underneath that. Anyway, um, it has been a while. So now we never even really got to recap <coughs> the Super Bowl, but that's been done to death by now. Uh, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams on their victory on what was a very good Super Bowl. Thoroughly enjoyable. Unfortunately, our lives have just got in the way again uh, of us uh, doing our passion, this podcast. Um, but we're back now. Um, so the plan for today is effectively to smash out a recap of some of the biggest moves so far. Take a look at where that leaves us in each division going forward into the NFL draft. So obviously, after the NFL draft, this will be completely irrelevant. But we just needed to get something together, I think, because there's been so much that's happened over the last little while. So... Just to get it done and out of the way, Darren, um, I'm really sorry to do this to you, but I do have to bring up your headspace again around that aforementioned acquisition of Deshaun Watson, former quarterback of the Houston Texans, now of the Cleveland Browns. Browns fans across the world are being asked for their two cents, and I think that the consensus is that from a football standpoint, it might just look great if you just looked at stats and things on paper. 
but there's something far greater at stake here, and that's the fields of morality, integrity, safety. Darren, you, you have the floor. Um, well, I said to you the day it happened, that I just didn't really know what to think. And, um, you know, going to high school in Dundee and being the age I am, I went to high school with David Goodwillie and played against him until I was like 17 years old. Um, and I said it to you, it was like, if Dundee signed David Goodwillie, I could forgive Dundee because I've supported them since I was three years old. But if Dundee signed 11 David Goodwillies and filled with the whole team, then I'd probably be done. And unfortunately for the Browns, they don't have enough of my loyalty to kind of survive this decision, unfortunately. So yeah, no, I, I th- I think for a period of time, they will not be getting my support until they at least explain their evaluation process and... I see the outcome of the NFL's investigation and the final. Look, if he pays money to mm-hmm. end these civil suits, I'm done. Yeah. So if he has to pay money to get rid of them and he's not going to win them with well, that with evidence, then mm. there is no coming back for Deshaun and Mario. Well, I think um, um, just to add some context around this for some people, somehow people don't know what we're talking about here. Um, Deshaun Watson uh, had been facing multiple counts of uh, uh, sexual assault and harassment um, against uh, masseuses, effectively, if that's the plural. Um, The case has been thrown out by two uh, district attorney grand juries, Um, but there's still 22 civil cases pending. And despite that, the Browns and many other teams were vying for uh, Watson's signature. David Goodwillie, uh, professional soccer player in in the UK, in Scotland, um, has had some some you know he's, he's done some bad things. And same thing, never well not same because it was only one charge, but he was exonerated on the mm-hmm. like the legal you know yeah cr- like criminal but had to settle. Yeah, and everyone in Dundee knows he did it. Yeah, for, for, <laughs> although I can't say that I have a legal lilies, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and, and none of us speak to him anymore. Yeah, and that's you that's know, what it is. Um, in in terms of the Deshaun Watson thing and the whole paying out thing, he's maintained his innocence throughout, um, so that makes it really complicated because this could be a guy who's just being effectively ganged up on, but it really. It's very difficult to feel that way when it's 22 individuals. If it's just one or two, then (coughs) you might have a case. But by the time it gets built up to that, it becomes really, really questionable. Um, But as long as he's maintaining his innocence, um, it it, it may come down to that he still has to settle in order to be allowed to play, perhaps. Who really knows? But um, I think we've spent ample time discussing that there if you want to yeah. have a final point <clears throat> it's put it such a damn like for me the, one of the things I love about American sports NFL NBA NHL and baseball is the team building mm-hmm. the salary caps the ironically Same. very socialist way they go about um, organising their teams and mm-hmm. giving everyone parity um, and it would be amazing if they could do that Unless you're like, across the board in their <laughs> in their country, but that's another thing. But I mean, if your team's run by Bill O'Brien, you maybe take it a bit too far and you just give away all your assets. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> he's definitely done that in the past. I think um, 
for me, it's kind of put a huge dampener on what has been an amazing off season. Yeah, and it's like I said to you on the day, I was like, look, the I might just I really enjoyed the Super Bowl. I love Cup. I love Stafford. I love McVeigh, and maybe for a couple of years, I'm just gonna support the Rams and hopefully get some of these cheap hair New Zealand fights over to actually go to a couple of games because I just don't have, have the the, pa- the passion. There's not a passion in it to ride the Browns while they it's, figure it's this tough. out. It's tough. And I really feel for any Browns fans out there, I, I really feel for you in particular, but certainly not you alone. There's a lot of people that have been affected by this and will be affected by it going forward. Um, I particularly feel for um, just women out there in general who have to go through this sort of thing and particularly obviously the people the women involved in the Cleveland office and people who are going to have to deal with having someone around there who has this hanging over them it may well be that he's totally innocent but it's very there's plenty of things to suggest otherwise it's difficult but let's just move on from it allow the courts to do their thing I think people have such a difficult reputation and stuff with going back to Urban Meyer even getting a job Oh, Even though he wasn't, oh, he wasn't the one that um, did anything. But it's you know he had to fire a couple of staff members at Ohio mm-hmm. um, that he didn't want to fire because mm-hmm. they had assaulted their wives and stuff. And he yeah. tried to cover up evidence, and that was one of the reasons why he left Ohio. So then he gets a job in the NFL, which is pretty much a promotion mm-hmm. after all of that happens. And then you know no one's been able to kind of parse this Deshaun thing in a way yeah. that seems even slightly logical. The fact that they were even able to discuss mm. trades or have anything lined up is just ridiculous. Yeah. I think, obviously, with Aaron Meyer, the uh, the worst thing he ever did was not know who Aaron Donald was. Um, just kidding. There's plenty <laughs> of awful things that guy's done. Terrible, terrible uh, former NFL head coach. Now, uh, let's move on. Let's get back into some things that are a little more positive. We've dealt with that. We can move on. Um, now, Darren, um, I... I advised you just in advance of this that I had a, a mini seg, uh, and that is uh, so, yeah, a little seg segment. Um, so just before we get into our divisional run through, I found a document from the start of last season that I don't think I ever got to use due to our haphazard podcasting. Perhaps I did, and I just can't remember, but it wasn't titled Hot Takes. Okay. Uh, and I think I had a couple of hits, as well as a few misses. But I think that the ratio for hot takes was pretty good. So would you like to hear them? Yes. You have to say yes, because I'm going to read them out. Okay, so I'll, I'll preface this by saying that I have saved the best to last, by the way. And you have to like cast your mind back to before the preseason of the 2021 NFL season. 2021-22 season, yes. So when there was a pandemic and we were kind of locked in our houses and we um, weren't able to... I mean, it's still now, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, they don't really have to cast my mind that far back. The, the days all merge into <laughs> yeah. one, Darren. Um, okay, so uh, I'll, I'll just start off with this one. So, uh, it's a bit meh. Uh, the Titans added Julio Jones this offseason. Problem solved, question mark. Give them the Super Bowl, question mark. My hot take was that they would get worse. The offense probably continues, but they will be lacking depth at receiver. And I'm a tad concerned about the O-line depth too. And the defense has lost some bits and pieces, including a Dory Jackson. Uh, they were already not that great last year, but if that takes another step back, then they could be the whipping boys. Now, I will go as far as to say that I was right that Julio did not solve the wide receiver issue. Uh, when Derek Henry was around, uh, they did regress a little in the run game. 
Sorry, when Derek Henry was not around, they did regress that in the wrong game. When Henry was that around, it was impossible. Take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the offense really dominated when he, sorry, yeah, when he was not around. So I would say that on the whole, he did take a step back. Uh, so despite all the crazy injury luck, though, Vrabel did manage to get them the number one seed. So I, I, ultimately, they got to where they needed to get to. So, but like I think some kudos are are due there. Just not full marks. Give me an F plus on that one. You know, it's it's a fail, but I got I got something right there. I think in the Julio thing because everyone was thinking that was going to be big time. Um, and injuries did really affect them towards the end. Now. Next one. Boring take. Aaron Rodgers sits in Green Bay. Until the trade deadline when the Broncos swoop in. Denver, who will be 4-3 and three and in the thick of it, will finally get their shot at A-Rod, who finally breaks the pack to force them to move. Two firsts, three seconds for Rodgers, who gets a month of practice games. Uh, to, so practice games together and facing and beating the Chiefs in early December. So... I didn't get that one right, but the price wasn't too far <laughs> off for what the Broncos ended up paying for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, also, around about that time, Denver were four and three. So, F plus again. You know, it's it's okay. Like part part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm I'm building up here. I swear. Cowboys offense bounces Dak. Let's <laughs> see what I did there. Uh, it all comes together for the Dallas offense again, but the defense is garbage. So. Injuries didn't really help, and they were pretty inconsistent. So, but like when they were together, they were pretty good offense mostly, unless they played the Broncos and then they were awful miraculously. And call that push. What grade do you want to give me on that one, Darren? Come on. Like a D plus. That's fair. That's fair. I'll take. I'll take that. I was. I was probably aiming for a C minus, but D plus is fine. Oh, triple A to. Now I had uh, the Steelers to finish bottom of their division, which. Um, they bloody well should have. Uh, <laughs> like, how on earth they made the playoffs uh, is beyond me. Um, good coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Tallman's incredible. Uh, obviously, the Bengals did what they needed to do. It was, was great. Browns kind of never got out of second gear, effectively. And the Ravens underperformed um, and really struggled without Lamar. Now, piece de resistance. Mac Jones to win the starting job over Cam Newton. And go on to throw for 3,500 yards and 25 touchdowns to start the next dynasty. So leave that bit out there because we don't know just yet. The only reason I have this as a hot take is because it seems like a bit of a long shot given how many people think Mac Jones sucks. But I just feel the Patriots will find a way to continue to compound the misery (laughs) and continue to be good. So... People forget that nobody thought this would happen prior to the preseason of the NFL, really. So, as it turns out, Jones got the starting job and threw for, wait for it, 3,801 yards, 22 touchdowns, and 13 picks. How about that? It's pretty good, considering that he didn't have any wide receivers. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, I would say... Still doesn't have any wide receivers. Yeah, no, just not willing to blow me on Trump here, but I may be... Football's answer to Nostradamus. NFL Stradamus, mm. if you will, Darren. Mm. That's my, my hot take is that I will never get a hot take wrong ever again. I will always get them a little bit right, but maybe also quite wrong. Probably. <laughs> Nostradamus said a lot of shit. And it just so happened that some of it seemed to be interpreted as correct. Yeah, like the Bible code. Yeah. Look for what you want to see. Exactly. It's out there. 
Anyway, thank you for indulging me, Darren. I found that. I just thought it was quite funny to look back. Is that the top? That, that was the top one. Oh my god, okay. I thought you had Did more. You? I thought you had the Russell Wilson thing and the Oh no Hill was well, gonna get traded and Russell Wilson was always my guy that I would have preferred over Rogers. He's got four years on him and he He's an absolute weirdo, let's be fair. Oh, Russell yeah. Wilson is the weird one of the weirdest people that ever lived. They're, they're but very, very strange. He's definitely more team friendly, I think, in terms of wanting to win again than Rogers just seems like he's happy to get five MVPs. Broncos country? Let's ride. Oh yeah. Honestly, like you could just put Russell Wilson into like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and he would just fit right in. Is Colorado quite a ride state? I feel like it's all mountains. Well, yeah, it's like some of it's mountainous. Well, like it's mountainous. Like say Denver, it's like you've got the Rockies to the west and then I think it kind of stretches out to plains and stuff on the right as you're heading up towards like Missouri and stuff. Mm, I think that's how it works. Missouri. The Missouri. Anyway. We need to keep the pace going here, Darren, because... A lot of shit. My God, what an <laughs> off-season, man. There's so much that happened. So, because we've not had time to cover these things as they've happened, and to be honest, I don't even think we properly could cover them as they came out, because as soon as you're done reading one article, the next one was the next crazy trade or off-season acquisition happened. So, let me just go through free agent signings followed by the trades. And this is just like some of the key ones there, right? Okay, so. <clears throat> Deep breath. JC Jackson to the Chargers. Emmanuel Ogba goes back to the Dolphins. Von Miller heads up to Buffalo. Carlton Davis returns to Tampa. Randy Gregory flip-flops and goes to Denver. Chandler Jones gambles on Vegas. Christian Kirk gets a huge deal in Jayville. That's Jacksonville, not Johnsonville for any Wellington-based listeners. Brandon Scherf also makes bank there. Zay Jones also makes bank there. Anyone else who signed for Jacksonville somehow made a lot of money there. What is the salary cap? Especially when you're taking in mediocre players. Not that Brandon Scherf's mediocre. He's just maybe, you know, falling off or ready to fall off. Alan Robertson. Robertson? Alan Robinson gets a good QB in Los Angeles. Marcus Williams cashes in in Baltimore. Zadarius Smith also flip-flops and ends up with the rival Vikings. Lyle Collins and Alex Kappa land with the Bengals. Juju Smith-Schuster goes to Kansas City and is later joined by MVS. Teron Armstead joins Connor Williams in Miami. Trades. No offense, Shelby Harris and Drew Locke to Seattle with a bunch of picks as Russell Wilson goes the other way. Amari Cooper joins the Browns for pits. Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Yannick Ngakwe and Yock Rasin... Rock? Yeah, Sin. Trade. Please. Says Carson Wentz goes to Washington for a pick when he was about to be released. Shaq Mason joins Brady in Tampa for peanuts. Devante Adams gives the finger to the Packers and heads to the Raiders for a bunch of picks. Matt Ryan leaves the Falcons in cap hell for the Colts. Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, that is, teams up with A.J. Brown in Tennessee. Tyreek Hill can't get his contract from KC, so he heads to Miami for a heap of picks. And, of course, there's that Deshaun Watson article at the end there as well. And so, sorry to bring it back down. Anyway. You know, I was really excited about Amari Cooper going to the Browns about three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, if, you, if, if I were to say to you uh, last season that you would end up with a top, Five top three quarterback. You just traded for Amari Cooper, and we got rid of Hooper. You got rid of Austin Hooper. You cleared that out there. Got rid of some dead weight. Had, had, like, had room to sign a running back and had our picks. You know, I'd have been absolutely delighted. Mm-hmm. And we were going to give Baker another shot at using <laughs> his arms that had both been broken for a year. Um, that would have been great. 
I'm sorry, I just can't. I don't understand how you can play a guy who's got a, dam- a broken shoulder, a damaged clavicle, and a torn wrist tendon yeah. for a whole season, and then not give him the benefit of the doubt and call him a kid. I just. He, he, I know like, people always say, "Oh, you know, the Browns, the Browns are Browns." Mm-hmm. It's like the the Sacramento Kings will always be the Sacramento Kings. It's like Chargers no, going to Charger. Yes, they're, no, they're they're getting it. And it's a no ownership steps in, says something stupid. And you have no choice but to up. Your, so that's I think what happened mm-hmm. was that they weren't going to get Watson. He was going to go to the Saints or to the Panthers, mm-hmm. and then Andrew Barry had that discussion with the ownership. Ownership do that stupid press conference where they say they want an adult. Mm-hmm. Like why? And why Barry has to go back and guarantee all the money mm-hmm. to get him to come because they don't have another choice now because Mayfield's going to go. Yeah. They don't have a high enough pick to get a quarterback. And it was either that or... You wouldn't want a quarterback. And it would have been like Matt Ryan. Or like they, which I would have preferred, to be honest. Yeah. So I... It's just... I would love to be repping Cooper this year. I think he's highly underrated, especially in the red zone. And... Hmm. Yeah. Um, but what an off-season. There's so much going on. I know. It's, 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 uh, it's ludicrous. I mean, like I say, I've been following the NFL for a long time. And just... It's the sheer amount of big trades because like last last season we waited and waited and waited and nothing really materialized this is where the talent comes in and we've been saying for two years about you know that if you're going to have in one draft you know judy you know uh you're gonna bring in all these wide receivers Mm -hmm. justin jefferson kj hammer yeah and they're all going to perform straight away it's going to create a surplus mm-hmm. of the really top ones and the teams that are focusing more on the money and knowing that they have five bites at the apple even this in this draft mm-hmm. for wide receivers a team's going to pay ransoms to get the number ones if teams are moving on from them so it's kind of just been this balance where there's a surplus in certain position of talent yeah and loads of teams are trading off of their veterans because they're not in a position to win or their salary cap doesn't meet the expectation of the player and they but they know they can go right back into the draft and pick up someone who's going to be at least semi-useful yeah do you think um in the age of analytics that we're living in just now that that might be impacting the the desire for trades um and like is this what we're going to start seeing going forward or or, or is this a one-off the rams win definitely changed a Mm. few teams who are on the cusp Mm -hmm. um to get there you can tell that that's the the Sean Watson trades got very earmarks of the Stafford trade, the two picks, trading the contract. Yeah. Like, that's what you do when you think you're only a couple moves away. And um, there's definitely teams that fell away, the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You just can't have that squad, have that ownership issue, and keep playing Drew Locke. Because every time Drew Locke throws an interception, the, the, the franchise is losing value. Not yeah. even losing money for gate receipts or paying the wrong players. It's losing value when it's probably going to have to be sold because the trust can't manage it. So. Yeah, I think that the value of the Denver Broncos um, went up exponentially with the acquisition of Russell Wilson and getting him walked in like that. So like that's a that's a, a big deal for a, a team that's like in the process of changing ownership and stuff as well. Yeah. So I think there's loads of reasons why these trades are happening, but I think. The the big ones, the Tyreek Hills, the Devontae Adams, mm. is coming from teams that think that they 
they can money ball it a bit and that they're only a couple of moves away yeah. from really challenging. And it's also the the absolute dying need to stay relevant. Yeah. Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams going to the Raiders is the Raiders not wanting to spend another 10 years getting absolutely humped. Yeah, they, they really want to want to make something of themselves. Now, I, I plan to go pretty much division by division and just say a little bit about each one. But I do, I do want to just sort of say this Tyreek Hill trade, obviously, I think it was fair. So but what was it? If you're, do you have what it was? Oh, not in front of me right now, but it was like... A pick. Uh, no, it was pick. like, it was five picks. Including a first, some seconds, a third, and uh, various other things in there. But um, the... I can tell you. you okay, please do. Um, Miami acquired Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs in exchange for a first round, a second round, a fourth round, a fourth round next year, and a sixth round next year. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a lot of players, including, you know, like a, a, getting a first round pick and stuff as well in there and, and a second. But if you've got a player like Tyreek Hill... He's just such a unique skill set. He's just so fast. He's, he's, he's fast at top speed and he's quick with the acceleration. His change of direction is insane. He is a, a player, an item, someone to take account of that you just do not have anywhere else in the NFL. There's, no, there's not someone who can do all of the things that he can do. And it's not as if he's not a good red zone threat. He gets himself open. He can get up. He can moss people. He's um, he, he can take these little screen passes and, and, and run them. You can put them over the top, anything like that. It just seems like maybe he just had Kansas City's backs against the wall and they're just like, we can't afford to put more money into you. We've already, like, we, we, we want to just spread it out a bit more. It's Which... definitely a Belichick dynasty style move in some ways, but I think he's still got a couple of years. So I think they've, mm-hmm. they've done this a year early. Yeah, I think it's great for Miami. I think they've they've uh, had the capital to do a move like like go for a move like this, and um, yeah, I think it instantly makes them better. That wide receiving core is deep now in Miami, mm. which is so far removed from what it's been in the past. I'm sure uh, like a frequent listener and friend of the show, Neil Shepard, will be saying like, "Oh man, I mean, he's he's good, but he's no Chris Chambers or something like that." Or, <laughs> <laughs> so OJ McDuffie, come on, he was he was clearly a Pro Bowler. Um, but no, yeah. this is uh, this is something special they're making in Miami, did and Tua see, has no excuses anymore. Did you see what McDaniel said though? What about wanting to turn Hill into a Debo type weapon? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I have to say, I don't think that's going to work. Uh, I think that would be a not bad. out of the backfield. Because he doesn't have... He's not Debo. No, not Debo's a completely diff- Debo and OBJ and stuff are completely different players to what Hill is. And they'll, they'll, they'll find ways to utilise it, though. Like if you just say, we're going to sign Beckham and do make, make Beckham do that, I, mm-hmm. I get it. But I just think Hill doesn't have the, size? the same kind of size. He's not a tackle breaker. Yeah, and he's just going to end up getting bashed around. Well, well I, I don't think McDaniels plans to use him in that... Um... Sorry, McDaniel, I think it is actually. Uh, Plan season quite like that. It's just a comparison. It's like that's the that's the Swiss Army knife that they had in San Francisco. Now he's moved over there and he's planning to implement something similar. They need to take the if you're going to make these moves where you have Waddle, Hill, Parker, Kasiki, mm-hmm. you net on and they they did sign a really a decent running Chase Edmonds. Yep, yeah, yeah. If you're going to have these weapons, you now have to take the chains off a of tour. Mm-hmm. You can tell for the last two years they don't want him running, they don't want him outside the tackle box. This but, is your year. But 
if he wanted to work, he has to extend plays because that's how Hill wins is by winning in the open field at, at the ass end of a play. Just can, 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 can Tua throw it far enough to, to get him in stride, though? That's the thing. We're finding out. I, I kind of think if, well, the issue is the division, and I know mm. that there was discussions about the Broncos and Hill, but mm-hmm. they're not going to trade in their division. No. But like, Hill and Wilson would have been. Oh, man, that's, that's, a, that's, that's the, a prospect. That's the prototype. That's what Tua has to. He doesn't have to become Russell Wilson, but he definitely mm-hmm. has to be able to stay alive for three, three and a half seconds. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with the Broncos receiving room. I think it's, uh, it's excellent as it It'd is. It'd be good to see if I actually can catch anything because it'll actually get thrown stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. Anyway, uh, we, we, we've digressed a little bit, but that was with, with good reason. Good good chat on the Tyreek Hill thing there. That was my probably one of the most interesting um, trades there. Uh, I'm not going to go back and talk about the likes of the Devante Adams one just now because we'll get to those things through as we go. So um, just a general recap on, on how we think each division is looking now. So um, I'm, I'm going to list um, a, a division and then I'm going to list the teams from what, which position they finished in last season and just a couple of the key things that happened uh, that you know we might want to talk about. With each one. So we'll start off with the NFC North and the Green Bay Packers. So Rodgers was extended for a lot of money. Devontae Adams is gone for two draft picks to the Raiders. These draft picks are going to be crucial. And then the Vikings came in second. They extended Kirk Cousins. Still is a Darius Smith from the uh, Packers. Um, the Bears. They didn't really move the needle for me at all. I don't think there's really much that they've done yet. I think their draft is going to be really important. Um, the Lions got in DJ Chark, but not really much else. Maybe a couple of little, you know, pro- like slight progressions towards what it is that they need to do. All in all, the NFC North, uh, I think it's looking weaker for the most part than it was. Certainly closer. I would say that the Lions are still in the ascendancy. But the Packers really need to to knock it out the park with some of these picks. Maybe get a Chris Olave or something like that uh, towards the tail end of the first, if they're lucky. My issue See with... See Mel Kuyper give them a guard with their first pick? I'm just like, say like, I just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> Probably the best player available. The, um, my issue with, you know, it's a bit different to like the NBA and stuff like that. But these picks are really laid on in the first round. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like to get any kind of value out of that Devontae Adams thing, they have to be packaging both those picks to move up. Mm, okay. To get one of the top three wide receivers. Cause wow, okay. I don't think you can... You can't trade Devontae and then pick up the sixth best wide receiver in the draft to replace him. I think it's... But, like, it depends. I mean, I think that there's a lot... It's a very of, deep position in the yeah. draft. And you might have better resources than others but history would say that they're not that's not been the scouting department I, I guess like for me you'll have to see just how it's panning out because I mean like I say you could get a Chris Olave falling down there maybe you might still like Traylon Burks who you know didn't exactly flash at the combine but he's a, a, a big body big target he could end up being like a Mike Evans type Um, you know there's there's potential there to get two really good wide receivers who could come in and make the difference. Because like, I, I think that having two really good wide receivers is maybe <coughs> even better than having one, like, you know, 
elite wide receiver because you need to have that depth otherwise you put the onus entirely on that one player if you can spread the ball around a bit more now of course there are exceptions to that, that rule perhaps say for example in kansas city over the last few years but then you've got like well, you've got, you've got, you've got travis kelsey playing a tight end like one of the only real needle movers at tight end so i i still think that the, the two picks there i mean they might want to say package one of those with something else in order to move up a little bit if they feel that there's a wide receiver hungry team in front of them and uh, they might be about to pick up their preferred player but you know remember when um, when Minnesota were stunned at the fact that Philadelphia passed on Justin Jefferson like that could still happen again there's always a chance that Williams drops um, because he's injured but then that doesn't help Rodgers now mm. Rodgers wants to win now does you he? don't have to. I think he just wants a lot of money, Darren. You don't have to impress him anymore. You paid him, so I guess you could wait on Jameson Williams coming back if you can get him for value. Mm-hmm. But I still think teams above them are going to take some of these wide receivers. So I don't know. I they're kind of in this trap where it's really obvious what they need to do, and everyone's going to be kind of fucking with them about it. <laughs> it's kind of like when San Francisco wanted definitely wanted the wide receiver and everyone was moving around and the Raiders jumped ahead to get the now gone Riggs. Maybe just for like the five picks before the Packers, every time Roger Goodell goes up to announce a pick, he says, wide receiver. <laughs> and, oh, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Green Bay. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that to you. Next pick. A wide receiver. Oh, just kidding. I that would not be very funny. Don't do that, Roger. You're a professional. Pull yourself together. Look, they need a wide receiver. They'll figure it out. The issue is as well, if you take a high pick for a wide receiver, they drop the first throw to them from Rodgers and he never looks at them again. Yeah, done. And it's like, cool, that guy's never getting the ball. Oh, we've got Randall Cobb. Yeah. So, so Rodgers is a very interesting... He has to be involved in the process of picking his teammate i assume yeah if you're going to value him at 200 million over four years or whatever it is you have to let him in the room to help pick a wide receiver yeah because he just might not like them and then not throw them the ball yeah indeed i mean like i i, I don't want to ask you where you reckon these guys are going to finish yet because they're not completely filled out their rosters no, yet the because draft. of the draft i mean we haven't but, spoken about anyone yet um packers packers hmm? like i mean in, yeah. really intrigued about the vikings Mm-hmm. I just think, all in all, with a new coach, they have a really strong squad. Like, they're just, they're a well-run, well-capped, well-managed squad of players. The fact that every game of theirs was ridiculously close yeah. last season shows that they are very least competitive. They just have some problems. Yeah. And um, they could they could put it together. Like, they could easily have been, like, a 14-win team last year. But they ended up middle of the pack. And in the end, it's... Dalvin Cook, Phelan, Jefferson, and Cousins, if he's on his day, mm-hmm. he's definitely good in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> not so good when it's a close game. Yeah. And you're going against the Lions who need a win. Indeed. Um, look, I, the whole division's not that interesting from a move point of view, but I think this is probably the most interesting this division's been in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a lot of Lions have improved. for just seeing how Fields goes. Yeah. Look, Lions are on... Uh, hard knocks, which means that they have absolutely no expectation of doing well this year because no team that's even close to the playoffs will do hard knocks. You reckon Dan Campbell's going to enjoy being on hard knocks? I think it's going to create problems for him because I think he's really <laughs> old school. 
And he's a kneecap biter. If, if I was the PRT, I would not want Dan Gamble doing hard knocks. It's going to be unmissable television. If you've got the opportunity to get that, you've got to get on it. Um, you, you mentioned uh, the Bears and Justin Fields. I think that's obviously the key point to look at for, for them. Um, they don't have any wide receivers right now either. New coach, yeah. Uh, maybe? Who did they get? I, I, honestly, I, I've, not, I've not bothered like really putting this together because I didn't think we needed to <laughs> as, as in-depth as I did previously. It's um, Matt Erebus. Or er- Eberflus. Oh, Matt Eberflus. Eberflus. Uh, yeah, so we'll see how that one goes. Um, from the Colts previously, I believe. Yeah. Might really begin to help that defense get its, get its way again. Who really knows? Um, but yeah, I think... Yeah, like it's one of those ones to watch. I think that there's a potential for a changing of the guard still there, but you don't really know until after the draft. Right, NFC South. The Buccaneers. Tom Brady retired and then unretired after 40, pod about that. 40 beautiful days. Um, so that brought everyone else back in. So Burnett, Godwin, Perryman, Jensen... Davis. They also got Shaq Mason in a trade and Russell Russell Gage in free agency. Uh, the Saints brought back Jameis Winston. So it looks like this is going to be the end of the Taysom Hill experiment, who's now going to focus more on tight end, apparently. Marcus Williams left and Marcus May came in. Sean Payton is gone. Uh, for the Falcons, Matt Ryan is gone with a massive cap hit in his place. They bring in Marcus Mariota. Uh, Cordero Patterson is back. Uh, you also got Damian Williams in there to spell from two. And <coughs> uh, they have no wide receivers on the roster anymore either. It seems to be a theme here with uh, either a, a Darth of wide receivers or a plethora of them. Uh, and for the Panthers, they are very much losing the QB sweepstakes right now. So Darnold slated to start. Maybe they would go after Baker Mayfield. Who really knows? So the South, Darren, what's this looking like to you? What's... How's this shaping up? Is it just going to be what it looks like on the face of it, which is that the Bucs are going to absolutely smash this division? Or is there more of a wrinkle to it? Are the Saints still going to be able to pull out a whole bunch of wins? Are the Falcons going to surprise? Panthers? Uh, no. All right, then. <laughs> um, look, the Buccaneers. Like, I remember we spoke about when Brady retired, and I like noted the things that the agent had said and that I didn't believe it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just like, let's hold off on doing a pod about that for a little bit. And I just didn't feel like he was done. I think he, my thing with Brady is I really thought he was trying to push a move to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And when he realised that the Bucks weren't going to give up his rights, he realised he didn't want to stop playing mm-hmm. and came back. Yeah. And look, there's a chance that that man is on the 49ers next year because they haven't made a move to replace <laughs> or promote Lance. So. Look, I'll take him as a backup in Denver, right? Just, just as long as as long as he can stay behind Ross. <laughs> oh, um, look, oh, they're so much stronger than everyone else. It's definitely a rebuilding year for everyone. Caps, Saints, Falcons, both damaged by the cap. I just think the Panthers with that number six pick just have to lock in someone like Willis. I know it might be too high. For, mm-hmm. But you just have to get a quarterback in the room. Try something. Tepper owns the team. Tepper don't want no crap. Like that man is a winner his whole life. And he wanted Deshaun because he wanted to win. He didn't care about the morals of it all. Didn't get him. 
So I would be surprised if they passed Willis or mm. Pickett with that six pick because you have to be relevant. I think if you're if you're the Panthers, you have to take a, a, a flyer on a Malik Willis if you're going to draft a quarterback in this class. Um, because like I I just wouldn't say well, that. You just end the, up being the Giants. Yeah, there's the just, Giants there's not are so enough. stuck because they don't. Yeah. Wanna, they wanted to get a quarter. Now they have two picks and no quarterbacks to pick. Yeah, well, this could be potentially transformational, but you know he's still that raw prospect. You're not seeing him in anything like an NFL offense. Who really knows? Anyway, this isn't the full draft discussion here, but yeah, I think you and I are both pretty unified in that it's probably going to end up looking about the same. I could, eight I, wins for Brady. That's yeah, was it six wins for Brady? I could, I could even see the Falcons going down here. So the Panthers might. Like leapfrog the Falcons in this one. I want Mariota to put up some stats. And, I would like to and, see Mariota and get an well. opportunity to play seventeen games. Mm. But they might pick up a quarterback. They th- wouldn't surprise me. Surprise me. Surprise me. Surprise me. Sorry, go, go very safe. <laughs> um, yeah, like the, the, the Falcons—they've just fallen apart since that Super Bowl, um, and. Uh, like they've got some pieces, but given the cap hell that they're in, <coughs> they have no one good on this roster really, apart from the likes of Cordaro Patterson. Which is like, if if that is what you're leaning on here, you're gonna struggle. Obviously, Kyle, Kyle Pitts looks great, but he's a receiver, and you don't have anything else really there right now. And he's like, not like a Debo receiver that's going to do loads of different things. He's no. a receiver. And I don't re- I don't really trust as all the media Zacchaeus to be the you know the, the the next Robin to his Batman or anything like that. It's not how that's going to play out. So yeah, I think um we're both relatively unified on that front. Keeping the momentum going. We're doing pretty well at keeping this relatively brief. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with this. Uh, so we move on to the NFC East, and you have the Cowboys. So they traded Amari Cooper to the Browns. Randy Gregory spurned them for the Broncos. Michael Gallup was re-signed. James Washington was brought in, but you still feel as if they're really struggling after that Zeke Elliott contract that they gave a couple of years back. Uh, the Eagles signed uh, Hassan Reddick. Uh, Fletcher Cox is coming back. Will it look like they'll keep going with Jalen Hurts? I think surely. I don't think there's anyone in this uh, quarterback class who who could really um, you know, get in the way there. They might even just look at next year if he doesn't quite fill the, fit the bill. But I think he's, he's on the cusp. Uh, for the Commanders, they traded for Carson Wentz rather than just wait to pick him up for free for some reason. Not really much else to note with that, I'm afraid. Uh, oh, they did change their name officially to the Commanders. Congratulations. Uh, the Giants, pretty stinky team, almost as stinky as the Washington Commanders uh, stadium. Um, so the Giants, yep, yeah, uh, probably just going to keep it going with Daniel Jones for one more year. Uh, just look to build up that offensive line a bit, bring in a couple of weapons, and maybe just kind of trundle the way through this year. Maybe the wide receivers are actually able to step up a bit, and the uh, offensive line just gives Daniel Jones a bit of time. Like I can see the Giants potentially doing something here but you need a few things to go right so thoughts on the NFC East which has been like one of the worst divisions in football for the last couple of years but we've seen teams heading in the right direction such as the Cowboys and Eagles well I think and we thought the Commanders last year but they were garbage yeah the, so the, the Cowboys need to trade Cooper because they weren't going to pay him and he was caught from getting paid so better to do that now still got CD Lamb I think Cooper is 
more productive as a touchdown scorer and actual offense helper than C.D. Lamb, but that's just me. Um, and this also just might be that C.D. Lamb needs to be the true number one and can't work in a two. And There's loads of things that go into it, but I think... You know, you're not going to come off for CD Lamb's contract, so they had to move on from Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, Gallup was really badly injured last year. He, like, Zanko was facing the wrong way when he went off the field. Mm, so, yeah, it wasn't nice at I, um, I hope he's better. It's really good of the Cowboys to re sign him to a long term deal with the injury mm-hmm. instead of being very NFL about it and just kicking him out, which I expected when, when on that telecast, when they were saying, Oh, he's in the contract year. I thought he was done. Mm-hmm. I thought Gallup was going to come back on a one-year fifth place in the team and we'd never see him again. So, obviously, props to his talent that he got a new contract while he was injured. Um, James Washington's okay, but the Cowboys don't need to do much to make the playoffs in this division. So, yeah. not keeping Gregory is the biggest thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Nothing, they can mix and match wide receivers and, and Dak's good enough to make things work. But losing Gregory in that tandem with Lawrence and and Parsons and that, I think that's mm-hmm. going to really affect them. Um, unless they can draft someone to I, come in, I yeah. I just don't see it. I just don't think there's anyone that's as ready as Gregory for the kind of pick that they're going to have. Yeah, the Cowboys are kind of shooting themselves because they're doing really well to make the playoffs and they're not doing well in the playoffs, which means that their pick yeah. is really rubbish. Yeah. Whereas if they just bottled out with everyone else, they'd have a really high pick and they could probably just replace some of these needs yeah. quite high. Go, going going back to friend of the show, Neil Shepard, like I used to always talk to him about the Miami Dolphins are in a perpetual state of seven and nine. Where like you were never good enough to get that top picks in order to get the quarterback that's going to bring you out of the mire. Yeah, Seahawks were like that for a time as well, although they often made the playoffs, but then... They also picked the next players out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, t- terrible. They, they Marquis player instead of Justin Jefferson. Yep, yep. Oh, Lots man. of things. <laughs> Incredible. But, like, there's... um, I mean, a-, a while ago, people were basically mocking the Cowboys to take David Ojabo from Michigan as uh, the 24th pick. But, obviously, he went down with a, a really, really awful injury, and I really wish him... Is he from Aberdeen? I don't know. Is he yeah. from Aberdeen? What is that like, Aberdeen, um, Washington, or uh, oh, oh, typey, 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 listeners, do apologize. Scottish, Nigerian, American football. Holy crap! Did not know that. Well, so, so, sorry, guys. You have to to hang on for yeah, this now. Um, uh, he was to... born in Port Harcourt and moved to Aberdeen, Scotland, when it, in two thousand seven. How Holy... did you not know? That? Holy crap! How the hell did I not know that? He did. A, he did a podcast with NFL Scotland. He's like best mates with the, the boy that does the BBC commentary. Wow, totally unaware of that. Well, I'm gonna to have to have a look. I'll look more into that uh, because that's. So I was incredible. when I said to you on the phone about the injury, I was actually, I thought, hurt for him because he's Scottish. I thought like I I thought I misheard you or misinterpreted oh. or something like that. But it was just like okay, whatever, Darren, you're crazy. Let's move on. But yeah, David Ajabo. Um, Incredible Scotsman in the league. <laughs> He's still going to get picked high. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I reckon he may have, may have dropped out the first round because of this injury, which is likely... The annoying me is if the Browns pick him up. Ooh, because he really wanted to support him, but it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, di- but, digressing. Uh, yeah, that kind of should player, go after edge. Yeah, that kind of player would be really handy for them. Look, Eagles... Fletcher Cox is coming back. I wasn't sure if that was going to happen. But how long will he stay there now? Though? Yeah, I don't know how much they can do with Hurts, but... You know, I've got him picked really low in fantasy, so I'm pretty happy. He's still a starter. Mm-hmm. But the um, 
the Giants, the Eagles, I mean, anyone cares about Washington, to be honest, but the Giants and Eagles, they're in a perpetual state of, <laughs> at best, mediocrity, and at worst, absolute mess. So the, they need... the, the commanders were the off-season darlings last year, and everyone expected them to do yeah, well. Heineke played ten games. It just it just kind of all fell apart from them. Like they're another team that you know if it all comes together and you know they draft well, maybe there's still a chance that Wentz might figure this out. And we're getting very far Indeed. along the line. But he won more games than he lost last year. It's just that his losses were extraordinarily bad, mm-hmm. and you just can't have that. You can't have a game like that in you when you're so on knife's edge of making things happen. Especially when you're behind a great offensive line like the Colts had. How do you lose to the Jags? <laughs> we didn't even really go into that. That one game. Didn't they lose like 17-0 or something? Or there was 17-0 It was like, tw- 20, after, it was like, like 23-10 or something in the oh, end. It was like 17-0 with two quarters gone. And it's like, you are the Colts. Yeah, you're playing like, the Jags. And we're watching that happen and just being like, oh, that's a... Uh, that's a bit nasty. And then, you know, minutes went past and the Colts didn't close the gap. And then it happened. And, like, I've heard interviews with Colts players since then and they're just like, I can't believe that just... Like, literally cannot believe that that just happened. I don't think the Jags were trying to win. <laughs> I think there's maybe a couple of, like, rewards that a couple of players would have got last game of the season. <laughs> stuff, but not to be that into yeah. it. Oh no! The, so the the East the were, Wentz the Wentz thing is the big question in the NFCs because if he's good and the and the Commanders who goes I was going to say a bad word the Commanders <laughs> not the other one mm-hmm. um, could be really competitive if they can make it work. You know they have the talent they have certain ta- places with talent that can mm-hmm. make it happen. But really, <laughs> New York sports fans. So in the NBA. <sighs> They had the choice between Zion and Ja. They thought they were getting Zion. They had the best odds to get the first overall pick. They got the third pick, which turned into Barrett, RJ Barrett, who's actually quite good, but he's not Morant and he's not Zion. And they were just gutted. Gutted. And now look at them. Fifth and seventh pick. Absolutely right there to trade up to the second overall. No one to pick. They're in a draft that there's no one to... <laughs> they, they can't even kick it down the road because they might trade by a team that goes on to be really good this year. Especially if a team gets like Evan Neal or something and it really helps. Yeah. So, what do they do? They're just going to have to stick with Daniel Jones. Like, do you, if, if you're the... Um, they, they're they're going to stick with Jones for this year. Are you Desmond Ritter, start of the second round? Is mm-hmm. that like what you're looking at? Because you literally don't have a choice. I'd say you consider it, but you maybe just save yourself for the quarterbacks for next year and say, look... We still believe that Daniel Jones has something in here. Um, we just need to put something else around him because he's not had a team around him yet. If you're you, a 19-year-old like head- Giants fan, you're like just ticking the seconds of your life away with some of these decisions. Like, I mean, that, that's how you have to build it. a team. Like, like it's, imagine how I felt last year when we drafted Patrick Sertan over like Justin Fields when I thought we were getting our quarterback of the future. I felt, I was absolutely Or trading for Rodgers. Yeah, but I, but I was like, <laughs> trust the process. It is going to happen, just not right now. Sertan and then it didn't, didn't happen all Sertan last didn't year. go to the Seahawks. He stayed. He no, stayed. He, he stayed. He's with so us. you at least no, got no to keep him. Yeah. 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 So like, because that was going to be the thing. If he had to go to bring in Russell, nothing against Patrick Sertan, by the way. Absolutely incredible player. Love him. Super happy to have him on my defense. 
anyway, it's just purgatory. Yeah. Anyway, and we're, commanders are like a couple of injuries away from purgatory themselves. Like, but there's no one, and I guess like maybe Febido falls to five. Mm. They're five and seven. Yeah. There's like I'm, 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 hear, five and seven. I'm hearing <laughs> mocks of like Evan Neal and uh, Thibodeau, which would be a pretty good haul up at that end of the draft. Like, yeah, but there's always chance Thibodeau goes to Florida to the Jags. Yeah, depending on how they want to. Nah, they'll. I think the general idea is Aiden Hutchinson for them, but you never really <laughs> the know. The boy from Detroit not getting to go to Detroit is going to be um, painful. Mm. We'll see how it all pans out. Anyway. Uh, the NFC West, so the Super Bowl champion Rams let go of Bobby Trees to the Titans. Uh, they brought in Allen Robinson and extended Matthew Stafford, as well as Joe Noteboom after Andrew Whitworth retired. Uh, the Cardinals paid big money for James Conner and Zach Ertz. Too much, I would probably say so. Uh, but Kyler Murray's contract is the big story there, so they're trying to quell any issues there. Uh, it seems more that like now that Kyler realizes that it doesn't really want to go anywhere else because nowhere else good needs a quarterback, that's worth just shutting up. Uh, the fourth Niners picked up Traverius Ward uh, and looked to be moving to Lance, but Jimmy G's not gone yet, and there's still a chance they could keep him. For the Seahawks, there was a lot of talk about them blowing it up. Russell Wilson is gone, but they got a few picks and some handy players in the form of Noah Fant and Shelby Harris from the Broncos. Also, Drew Locke is there. <laughs> and, is, and, and is their guy, apparently? Apparently, they're loving what they're seeing from Drew Locke. Trope alert. <laughs> Dan, Danny Kelly and Mina Kimes trolling the um, RQB1, mm-hmm. all the introduction videos of Drew Locke getting to try on his jersey and do the press conference. It's like, mate, why even bother? Yeah. So one of the issues I have with the NFL and the way the dynamics work sometimes is that I just don't think it's possible in the salary cap world to have someone like Drew Locke as your number one. Mm-hmm. Like Drew Locke is on 1.2 million this year. Mm-hmm. You can put it all together. Yeah, but he can't, if he puts it together, he can't be on that salary. Mm-hmm. He needs to be on at least 15 mm-hmm. to even garner any kind of respect in that locker room. To me, it's a, you're a, this is an interim. You're a lame duck. If you're a quarterback and you're making one million and you're starting, he's not the guy that's gonna get. He's a rookie. Brought, he's still like on his rookie contract, though. It's like people know that that's like they can't get a new one yet. He has flashed in the past, but like when he got his opportunity with the Broncos last year, uh, he was behind what will be a better line than uh, what Seattle has on on what is generally a better team than what Seattle has. With you know, it's just yeah. That's the main winning situation. There's no, no, I just no. don't think there's any chance in that division that the Seahawks aren't like four and thirteen or something. Yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to have to get worse before they get better, but at least they have an opportunity to build for the future going forward. Um, don't see them drafting a quarterback at nine. I still think that they might just try and see the season out, but it's entirely possible, especially if they do end up liking a guy like Malik Willis. Who ends up there? Perhaps they end up liking someone like a Sam Howell, because um, I think he's got a, he's got rushing abilities, a bit of a tank. If they can just kind of you know train some of that erratic nature out of him, then he can be he could be a weapon that they might want to go for. Just depends on how desperate these teams are. Um, I'm not I know, um, I think the the one year left on the deal plus the franchise tag for Baker, which 
gives them two years of Baker's like I think they want to see the injury stuff and I think they're trying to push really hard as close to the draft as possible so they don't have to give up as much assets Mm -hmm. and which I think is it's all a big show you know getting Drew Locke to come in and do the stuff is kind of showing hey we don't want Baker you're gonna have to pay that 18 million yeah yeah Um, whereas I think Seahawks probably will end up if they don't get anyone in the draft or they can't trade up or Willis goes really early to the Panthers yeah, I think you'll see a trade for Baker. I think Baker makes more sense to Seattle more than anywhere else, really. Um, I mean, and I'll be I like Baker at Seattle because yeah. I like Seattle and I like Baker. I, th- so, I, I think it's a bad place for him, yeah, but it's the only to, place. He's so used for him. to being on a building team now to go back to a team that's. But he's definitely got the. Mindset. If you're Baker, he's just say just, it. If you're Baker, just say like, look, either keep me on the roster or let me walk. And then he can just wait for someone to fall over in week four. Steelers. He can go. Yep. Going going to the Steelers. Like the Steelers is one that I was looking at, being like, that would work. And he could like stick it to the Browns as well, which would be a real shame for for Browns fans who like obviously are still backing him a bit. But it's just he's got to do what he's so got to do. It's a, it's a to, business to burn the bridge of the guy that saved you. Like you know, we can't even. He's not gonna be in the Ring of Honor. He's not gonna get any of the love that he deserves for the last four years. He stopped the of, endless name jersey. Yeah, because of what the Haslam's did. It's not to do with the Haslam's forced the issue by putting the front out anyway. We're talking about yeah, yeah. the West. West anyway, Rams, Rams. Mm-hmm. So they're good. Aaron Robinson. Alan Robinson. Yes. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron Robertson. Aaron yeah. Robinson. <laughs> Back in Yass. And Staffy Mafford. <laughs> Can we just pour one out for Robinson in the past three years of oh, his career? Mate, well, Cheers for, for, his, for, for like his entire time of his like NFL career, college career, high school career, apparently he never had a proper quarterback. He's got one. He's got one. Robinson. So we, we, we just toasted our rockaways there, Robinson. by the way. Look, for me... <sighs> he deserves it. <laughs> this is why I'm like broken leg week two I like the Rams straight away Like I've, I like the Rams I'm probably going to rep them this year I'm all about it and to have Cup and Robinson but then to also have the opportunity to probably get Beckham on a minimum plus like half a million a game for mm-hmm. the end of the season yeah it's just unless someone comes in and gives Od- Odell like 8 million to sit mm. he's going back to the Rams maybe like, and it's going to be on a per-game deal for at least the first year while he gets his feet under him. And can you imagine him in the playoffs with Cup, Robinson, If you're, and if you're a team like... And Hink, like if, you, if, you, if you're a team who's in sort of rebuilding mode or whatever, but you're like, you know what, we could take a swing on Odell here. I would say you give him some like wide receiver two money on like a two-year deal or whatever like that and just say, look, we are willing to pay you this because we believe in you. And then he comes in and he does a job. And it would be... It would be a really good starting point. Like, say for example, if I'm, I'm like I'm just going back to them here because they're in this division, but and it, like obviously the Rams wouldn't like it. But if he was to go to Seattle because they've traded away DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, that would fill in a, a much needed absence there. Maybe not necessarily the best one, but it's just the one that jumps out at me right there. I think the Cleveland thing showed that Odell is Odell, and mm-hmm. he's a Miami. Miami. <laughs> Miami, New York, LA. 
kind of guy. Big market sort of guy. He's not going to go to Seattle. Um, unless he like lives in LA and gets the train or whatever. I think... Um, no, I can't see him being on anyone other than the Rams. And, you know, they've... they. It's like I said, when we did the Super Bowl preview, the Rams were in such a good position because they they're, were coming off of older linemen, but they had note boom and players like that that were just ready to step into their new contracts mm-hmm. and start. They were so deep at offensive line in terms of like... They didn't have the best linemen, but they had a lot of linemen. Yeah. And now they're just being able to go straight in and replace Whit for Whitworth. Whitworth, yeah. Straight John, John away. Great. And... It's like I said in the draft, and you've got the notes for the pod. We never did the notes I had for the pod. We did. As I literally think next four years, Rams are 1.52 on the over mm-hmm. for how many Super Bowls they make because yeah. the NFC is not deep. It's basically them, Tampa, and at a push at the moment, Green Bay. Yeah. Who like I wouldn't be taken seriously at the moment. So, but like at my at my peril, I might add. Um, <laughs> Oh, news just in, uh, Odell Beckham has just signed for the Iowa Barnstormers. So, yeah, he loves that. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up with his drip. With his <laughs> um, the 49ers, that's the team that interests me most in this division right now because if they're moving to Trey Lance, that's it. We're going to see what happens. Really interested to see what happens there. Obviously, you see the tools, you see the rushing ability. Has he developed as an actual NFL quarterback? So remains to be seen. I think he's rubbish. Oh, whoa, that is a hot take there, Dan. Do you want to I, say that into the microphone a little bit, please? He might be okay, but I really think Lance, right now, season two, 22, 23, Lance is rubbish. But they, they would not be willing to move on from Jimmy G if it weren't the case, right? But are they willing to move on? Maybe not. Or maybe just no one wants to actually give up the picks for Jimmy G. So or like, they well, can why keep would we Jimmy G for another year because they're going to get Tom Brady at the end yes, of the year for a year. that might be what happens. So like this whole... And then they have Lance for the year after because what Brady will be 46. And that was when he always said that he was probably going to be done. I would never trust a word out of that <laughs> liar's mouth. <laughs> but, I <don't> <laughs> but I think they rely too heavily on Debo. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see what kind of weapons they can... Can get George Kittle involved in the offense more because he was only ever really getting involved when Debo wasn't available. Yeah. When he was playing, it was like 230 yards and three touchdowns. Come on. George Kittle is unplayable on his day. That's it. Just yeah. use him. You've got this unique talent there. Use him more. Stick him out wide out. Put him in the slot. Make him crush guys who are like 40 pounds lighter than him. You can do I it. Love He's great. Uh, He's currently so- in the UK having a blast. Oh, good. Good for him. Um, Card- Cardinals, just real quick. Uh, Zach Hurt's great to keep him. He's no money, though. For he's a really good player. Though. Fading tight end. Is he fading? Maybe. I don't think he's fading. Okay, I say think so. He was just on a team that didn't need him. 20-odd million for James Conner? No. He's a running back. No, like I'm with PFF, I agree when it's players like James Conner. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. He got a lot of touchdowns last year, but he still averaged like two and a half yards a carry. And of course, you're going to get touchdowns if you're just getting goal lines all the time. Like yeah. he's a he's um like so great, 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 great in fantasy terms. Like that would have been like a Lendale White for me when he helped me win a fantasy league back in 2007. Jets. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was uh, he was Titans. He was a uh, it was him and CJ two K in that backfield. It was it was awesome. But I, but I had Brandon Jacobs who was at the Giants mm-hmm. and who was like a two hundred and sixty eight pound running back at six foot five. 
stupidly built player. Anyway. <laughs> with the 49ers, or Cardinals, where are we at? Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals. Um, so about Hopkins, because I think mm. Ertz and Hopkins as a tandem is pretty nice. Um, Ertz and Hopkins, attorneys at law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they definitely win some cases. <laughs> uh, don't Not having Kirk doesn't matter. We'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> um, let's see what they pick up, what they can do. Look, Kyler has the right to do whatever he wants. And he, he wants, he he wants to get... play baseball, yeah. he can go and play for another team. But the Cardinals have made it really clear by re-upping the two guys that disagreed with him mm. before even talking to him that they're not going to be held hostage by mm-hmm. what he's looking for. And he hasn't actually... So we said before the Super he hasn't been that good. Mm. Like, he hasn't been good enough, especially at, like... When do you he's had when do you like, negotiate from a point of leverage after that game in the playoffs? Yeah. He did not have any leverage to be doing what he's doing now. Yeah, now now I mean like there's recency bias in a lot of this. And it's I think Archie Manning in two years. Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> it's just a weird <laughs> sort of setup thing. Like I, I, I don't think Kyler's a bad quarterback. I think he's um in the upper upper half of the NFL. Top ten, I'd say. There's a lot of quarterbacks. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of quarterbacks, but he's up there. He's got the capability if you utilize him correctly. Um, I don't think he has more than one read, which is why you need Hopkins. Yeah. He needs, like, if he has to go to his third read, he's done. Yeah. And he ends up just giving it to the... How, what was that first touchdown? He just looked for it to the Rams guy. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> but it's, it's pretty terrible. But, um, like, uh, I, I still have faith that Kyler Murray can, can really do something in this league. And uh, I, I want to see well, him continue. Well, he will, but I just don't know if it'll be on the card. Mm. We'll see how that pans out. Anyway, let's move over to the AFC. Now, um, uh, actually, no, 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 I'll just keep going with this. So, uh, AFC North, uh, the Super Bowl running up, runner-up, runner-up, runners-up, Cincinnati Bengals. Those O-line <laughs> moves. Mwah. Good moves. Yes, nice. They know what they need to do here. Um, and I also like the Hayden Hurst signing to replace CJ Azama. They're going about it the right way by the looks of things. They know what their main issue was and they are addressing it um, with likes of Lyle Collins and Alex Kappa. Um, they still have some other problems they need to solve, like a cornerback perhaps. I think um, they say re-signed Apple. So. That was oh, so it's list. fixed then, is I it? I noticed that was not on your list. Yeah, yeah. Apple. Um, the Steelers came second. Uh, so who really believes that they're going to be happy with Mitchell Trubisky as their QB1? Yeah, I'm not buying that one there. I think they're just trying to bluff their way into getting Malik Willis at 20 or trading up to be happy about it. So, nice steady moves elsewhere, though, particularly on the offensive line. Nothing particularly jumping out at you. I do like Miles Jack going there because that screams to me that, you know, you're going to have some good young linebackers there along with uh, Devin Bush that got back there, too. Could really help uh, put something together there. Uh, the Browns gave up a lot of capital for a QB who might not play this season. Amari Cooper and Jakeem Grant really moved the needle for me, amongst others. Also helped that they got rid of the likes of Austin Hooper. Um, I like Jakeem Grant. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got Jakeem Grant. You can't like him either. <laughs> this is why you can't have nice things, Darren. Uh, the Ravens gave up a big contract for Marcus Williams, uh, hoping for a bounce back from them and Lamar. Uh, at last I heard Bobby Wagner was visiting them and maybe tossing up between them and the Rams. So, the North, very intriguing division as always here. Um, there's potential for some, some big slides here. There's some potential for some big jumps. 
depending on certain players' availability and health and imprisonment. Maybe maybe not that anymore, actually. Cause, but, like, there's... It's an intriguing division. What's your thoughts, Darren? Won't turn light on. The Browns are going to be really good. I think even with Brissett out there for a bit, they're going to... They've got a really... They had a really good team last year. They just didn't have anyone... That's what we were saying last year. The Browns should have just played Keenum. Because Keenum was a game manager in a way that probably would have worked okay. Because they had such a good team. Having Baker out there so injured was not helping anyone. Wasn't helping Baker. Wasn't helping the Browns. And that team hasn't really changed. They've not got rid of anyone. Yeah. They've 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 improved, really, yeah. And And this is where the turnstiles come in. I'm just saying there. Two, three first rounds to Kyler. Yeah. If you took out Deshaun's name and put Kyler, mm-hmm. I'd be absolutely delighted. Mm-hmm. As long as Baker was going the other It'd be way. A nice fit, yeah. You know, that's, and we were saying that time, Brown's Saints, great for Kyler. But, you know, Brown's, we will see what they can, what they do. And I just don't think anyone outside of the diehard Brown's fans are going to care about what they do. Because mm-hmm. they've just kind of burnt their lovable underdog status by making this move yeah i mean i, I mentioned to you the other day that i was in a uh, a bit of a uh un- unloved i think it's un- unwanted collective uh which like is just a, a great throwback retro shop with lots of old uh nfl gear and uh retro stuff and uh, i saw some brown stuff and i was like oh man can't buy that for anyone anymore. <laughs> if anyone buys that, they don't know what's going on in Cleveland right now. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a problem, but that's just what you're going to have to deal with going forward. Hopefully, you'll find a way to love them again. Um, yeah, look, uh, in terms of you know the other teams, Steelers, I think they've as always they'll be very competitive and always find I think a way. just not having Big Ben in the room is going to make a big difference to their <laughs> yeah. their confidence I think, in terms of what they can do even if it's Mitch I'm not sold on it uh, that's Mitchell Mitchell okay much not like it is Matthew on. Stafford it is Mitchell Trubisky I'm not yeah. sold on Mitchell who is <laughs> so like they might they're a team that will probably pick up someone and like if they can make the playoffs with a combination of Rudolph and Hodges yeah, then, um, exactly. Then, you know, they're probably going to make the playoffs this year as well. Yeah, I um, so. Bengals, got, got solid moves. Yeah. Cements their place as a 9-8 and eight team because they were <laughs> a 9-8 and eight team that made the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I don't think their squad's that much better, like when you're comparing it to the Bills and and, and teams like that. Like, I, they did well to make they, the Super Bowl. The and we gave tough. them their rep when they made it and we did that pod and I had to go, oh, yeah, it's fine. But <laughs> I'm not... But other than a couple of their defensive players, especially the one whose name I can't remember, and the um, Chase and Burrow, mm-hmm. it's really good. But yeah, I, they're still just a nine and eight team that had a really good run. I mean that that's perfectly a perfectly reasonable way of putting that. I would say, and that um, might be them I... again this year. But then Browns might not have a quarterback for half the season. Steelers might not be able to throw the ball, and they might end up winning another eight games. Yeah, really easily as well. I think um, to me, a lot of this is just going to hinge on what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. What's his availability? Is Lamar going to come back? 
And are the Ravens going to help him with some weapons and some protection? Oh, yeah. Having Marcus Peters back is probably one of the biggest things for the Ravens. Having yeah, I lost him. They had a lot of injuries on defense. They had a lot of injuries. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to forget how many injuries they had. So if they have a team this year, mm-hmm. they're going to be the Ravens. Um, strong division in terms of talent. Very much so. Um in terms of uh, talented divisions, the next one's a bit... <laughs> the NFC, so the AFC South. Uh, obviously, the Titans, they're number, the one, they're number one seeds. Colts whiffed against the Jags in the last game. The Texans, well, the Texans. actually way overperformed expectations last year, I would say. And then there's the Jags, who were like the basement dwellers. So the Titans, they let go of Julio. They traded for Bobby Trees. Uh, they got Austin Hooper as a low-cost option. Don't mind that. Uh, uh, but they did pay big money for Harold Landry to to take him back. Now, Landry is like, you know, ever-present in that lineup and everything, but it seems like a lot for me. Um, I, I do think the Titans' um, pass rush was really underrated last mm. year. So just keeping it together is probably a step forward. Depends how you're using Andrew as well. Back. Yeah, I think uh, he's, he's maybe their their main chess piece, and they kind of want to build around him. I get that, but there's a lot of money. Um, so Colts Wentz is out. Um, amazing to get something back for him, even though they did kind of swing and miss on the the pick that they gave up the other year. Um, so they take on Matt Ryan, which is nice, especially considering they don't have to deal with that massive cap hit that the Falcons do. Uh, Ngakwe has uh, come over from the Raiders. He's, he's a bit of he was on. Yeah, wherever he's been. Yeah, he's um, a bit of a one-trick pony, but it's a nice trick. That's what I've got down here. Uh, Texans got a haul for Deshaun Watson. They get to move on. Now they their consciences, their consciences, con- conscious. Conscience. What's it? It's just what one conscious, but like like is it plural? One conscience. One one conscious. A collective conscience is clean. Now that Deshaun Watson has left the building, all their signings have been lame as hell, though. So maybe now, now, after all this time, they will actually start to rebuild. Again, like I said, though, David Culley did an incredible job last season in, in what he did there. I just... Getting, like, that, that was clearly a set-to-fail sort of thing. Guys, but like... So, I, I know nothing about <laughs> the Texans, because... Well, I know nothing about the Texans, because no one cares about the Texans. But just quick look at the depth chart. Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Lamandola, Laramie Tunstall, Tyus Howard. You know, they got um, Farrah Brown, who had a couple of good years. Um, there's players there that are getting their money who, if they get the opportunity to perform, probably will, which I think is part of their problem of tanking last year, was that they had a couple of players... They had enough didn't, talent. ...didn't really want to tank and wanted to... No really one wants to tank, and like you better believe that David Collier was still aiming to win everybody game. Yeah, I don't know why they got. Yeah, there's a whole thing about. Yeah, it. there's a whole thing about that as well, right? But like he did such a good job. Like if he did well, if you're someone so good to that, and there's two or three coaches that this applies to, but if your coach is so good that you can't tank because their decision making is so good, getting rid of them when you're ready to go and win seems absolutely dumb. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> They know the players and they can win games. Maybe they're like a perpetual Sean Dyche or uh, Sam Allardyce. You know, they'll just uh, they'll, they'll they'll keep you they'll keep your heads above water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's only so much, you know, Sam 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 Allardyce with his uh, uh, what's it? Oh, it's, 
Atletico Mince's uh, lunch club um, <laughs> badge lickers um, and Sean Dice with his disc beard. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you get guys who are just good enough to keep a team competitive. Maybe they're not the ones to take them the rest of the way. But, um, yeah, like I say, the, the Texans, they're still not going to be good this year. Mm. Um, the Colts, you could still say that they have a good opportunity to bounce back. Titans, they're treading water a bit right now. There's a few holes they need to fill, I think. And then you get to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who spent all the money. <coughs> Some big dosh dished out on middling players. Christian Kirk's four-year, $72 million minimum, or $72 million to $84 million with um, add-ons, is crazy. I... I, I Whew. I just it works me up. I don't I don't I don't get it. And then of course, like I said before, they also bring in Zay Jones on a really big deal. Brandon Scherf is a risk, but if he pans out, he could be a really good offensive line addition. Like I think the Jags have got better, but they're paying a premium for being the Jags. Is surely what yeah, it is. They there. they definitely must be in the in the conversation for being the London team or being the Portland team or something. Mm. Like I can't that whole there's an aura to that franchise now that just I don't think anyone. Shot cans are building it up the London links for ages, so yeah. yeah. But then London hate them because they lose all the games on the others. So like still, <laughs> still see lots of Blake Bortles jerseys around there though. Because <laughs> they're afraid. <laughs> um, so the Jacks, my big thing, Christian Kirk, right? He should be paying at least thirty million of that deal to Johnny Manziel. Explain. So. Johnny Manziel was amazing in college. Texas, no one's Texas denying, A&M, right? Yeah. Johnny Manziel, no one's doubting Johnny Football, one of the best ever college quarterbacks, but not on a T-ball way, on a he was actually really, really, really good kind of way. His, his wide receivers were Christian Kurt and Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. So Christian, right there, Christian Kirk... Has been riding the totally to, the, the coattails, <laughs> riding, to- riding the toenails of Johnny Manziel. <laughs> has been riding the coattails of very really long talented players his whole career. Ooh, and damning I, indictment. I think he's rubbish. Like I don't know. I wouldn't. Seen, I wouldn't go that far. But he's not, he's not eighty-four million dollars. He's, not one. No, he's no, never no. been a number one in his life. I would doubt he was number one in high school. Did I you doubt him? it. He was probably quarterback in high school. Like, I really doubt he's come in being behind Evans at A and M with Manziel as the quarterback. He's gone into the league was rubbish his first season when he had no one else. Then he's been behind Hopkins mm-hmm. and had Kyler, mm-hmm. and now he's going to go to the Jags and have no one. What, what but he might it? ride um, Trevor, Lo- Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. But I don't think Travis he's going to be. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I do am, not like it at all. They could have just drafted a <laughs> top of the second round. Do you, do you hear? Um, I think I think it was Trent Balky um, justifying giving uh, Darius Williams a big contract. Uh, just like what? It's like two years, thirty million, whatever it was. I don't really like, know who Darius Williams is. Well, like the, the Rams, one of the Rams Williams. cornerback, the former Rams cornerback, right? So they gave him a big contract too, right? Yeah, but he was behind. Jalen Ramsey. He was like number two at Jalen. Yeah, and he was... Yeah, yeah the yeah, team still caught the ball. Yeah, okay, so. but you're, you're, you're derailing my story here. So. Um, <laughs> all right, so his justification was 
People were like, so is he, is he good enough? I was like, oh man, have you seen him covering Christian Kirk? You're like, wait, what? <laughs> so because you, because you saw him cover the guy that you just signed for $84 million and like cover him out of a game, you think that justifies both players? <laughs> What are, you, what are you trying Someone to say? Someone went to one Texas A&M game five years ago and absolutely loved it, and that's literally his basis on Gotta have picking him. all the players. Got to have him. Um, so, yeah, that, um, that, 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 that division, I think it's probably going to be shaking out about so the same as it was experiment. last year. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe, maybe maybe Colts might manage to creep up. I think it'll be a better quarterback my eyes there. Maybe less of a less of an arm. I'd be interested to see the Colts maybe um, get another another receiver in Jonathan that building. Taylor. Yep, exactly. Just right, just right. JT. I think Ryan, Justin Timberlake. Ryan's definitely capable of managing a game and yeah, that's true. putting Taylor in the position to win. And I like Matty Ryan, and he just looked so much happier. That's Matt Ryan or Matty Ice. Come on, yeah. don't don't you know convolute things here. Matty Ice. He was. <laughs> he just looked so happy to be there. Yeah. And I think that makes a massive difference. Yeah. Wentz came in and he was a bit like, oh, I'm not, I don't like vaccines. And there was a big huge I want, thing. I want Wentz good came into the Colts. There was a bit of a cloud anyway. No one was sure. But this whole Matt Ryan thing and Matty Ice thing has been straight up good good vibes on yeah. both sides. And I'm liking it. Like he's a bit older or whatever, but like he could come in and be like a Philip Rivers Maybe a bit he's better. Better. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. At this point in his career. We don't know what Ryan is because he's on a good team. The fact he's made Patterson good mm. and he's managed, because it's a game management thing, giving Patterson yeah. the ball and the angles to actually allow him to hit holes. That's part of the quarterback's job. Mm-hmm. You know, audibling to good plays. Yeah. So if he can do that for Taylor, where he comes off an obvious pass scenario, gets Taylor in the open field, mm-hmm. he's just a lot better. You know, it's like Alex Smith. He's just capable of keeping the game going, yeah. which I don't think Wentz can do, and that's a huge upgrade just on that side of things. Yeah. Now, anyway, we're, we're we're over an hour twenty, and we still have the, the two most interesting divisions in the league to go. So, uh, the AFC East. So, Darren, you mentioned your Rams fandom, maybe being your next port of call. So maybe my second team is going to end up being the Buffalo Bills because I end up accidentally buying Buffalo Bills merchandise all the time because it just looks so damn good. Oh, Darren's got a cap for me. It's a Buffalo Bills hat. Oh. Now this will go well with that um that jacket I just bought the other day that Megan doesn't know about. You'll be a, <laughs> you'll be a prize A prick. <laughs> it's like a, it's the, the equivalent of, uh, was it, um, a full kit wanker? <laughs> Just me walking down the street oh, with my full Buffalo J- Bills regalia. JG Sports Snorkeling, get yourself some Adidas Free Stripes Ooh, with the yeah. bright blue, like light blue tracksuit bottoms. Oh, you'll be right there. Darren, I don't know if you know. <laughs> I'm cool. So, the Bills. <laughs> some some nice moves bringing in Jameson Crowder for uh, Cole Beasley. Uh, re-signing Isaiah McKenzie on the cheap. They've given OJ Howard a shot to really uh, deepen that tight end room as well. They've built on the O-line. Von Miller is a big name they brought in. Uh, Tim Settle's nice. But Brian Dayball is gone. So the Bills are favourites for a lot of people. But people are forgetting that Josh Allen wasn't MVP all season, was he? Otherwise he would have won the award. So mm. I think there's a bit of recency bias coming from those three excellent back-to-back games at the end of the season. But I would be wary of the Bills. Yeah. I do. I do really like them, but... 
be wary. Uh, so I'm not as confident as other people who have them up there as like the number <laughs> one team in the league, but I know that they can do it on any given day. Any um, given Sunday. Yeah, any given Sunday indeed. Uh, the Pats, they just keep bringing back the old boys. James White, Trent Brown, Malcolm Butler, Matthew Slater, uh, Corey Dillon. Uh, who, who else? Who can I mention? Winovich went to the Browns. Oh, Chase Winovich probably off as well, sorry. He's gone to the Browns. I, was, I, know. I love the Browns. Yes. Ah! <laughs> Can't like Chase Winovich anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, anyway, carry on. Tor- Tor- no, Tor- Tor- no, he wasn't there. Who else was big for the... Uh, Kevin Falk, yeah, that's. I'm He's talking. come back on good money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For for forty nine year old <laughs> running back. <laughs> anyway, yes. So Pat's not really doing much else as far as I'm concerned. They've let uh, Josh McDaniels go out the door too. It's going to be a big one. Uh, so I think it's pretty much just Bill Belichick, Steve Belichick, and that's it on the Patriots staff these days. Uh, the Dolphins, I love what they're doing. Trading for Tyreek Hill uh, could be seen as a gamble because they gave up an awful <laughs> lot, but they are absolutely stacked at wide receiver up? now. Yeah, like like exactly. Like, what did they? What, what did, did they you give actually give up? Like so, people have been playing the what would you get for DK um, mm-hmm. game today on Twitter, yeah. and they're talking about well, if the Chiefs trade the twenty sec twenty first pick or whatever to the or the Miami pick mm-hmm. to Seattle for DK, like, yeah, it's like trading a first round for DK. It seems good on paper. When you actually mock the players mm-hmm. that will be available then, it is not a good draft. Draft. It's not a good decision to get rid of known quantities. Yeah, well, the, 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 that's the thing. The it's Dolphins like... weren't going to get anywhere near the gamble. They're, like, any, any, any pick is a gamble. Mm-hmm. So if you say you're willing to take two gambles to get Hill. Mm-hmm. You do it every day. Absolutely. Especially when you've been shit. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> And, and you need to see if your quarterback can throw down yep. the field. This this is it. Like this is the last Parker, point. Parker, Gaskin, none of them run really far. Waddle was the 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 X back, the gadget wide receiver in the space. Mm-hmm. You need you can't tell what Tua can do because he was famous at Alabama for pinging at eighty yards, mm. and you've never given him the opportunity to use that hip. Mm. So this is Tua's chance, and they'll it's know. It's got to be it now. They can't. Keep they'll know at the end forever. of the year. So the, and they've also brought in uh, Teron Armstead, who is the number one free agent on the uh, 101 for NFL.com. Connor Williams was the uh, quote unquote like a bad offensive lineman in Dallas, but no, he was he was a good offensive lineman. He was just surrounded by Pro Bowlers, so really going to shore up a terrible offensive line. Uh, I'm really excited to see what the Dolphins do, and uh, for for like the third or fourth time in the show, I would just like to say to Neil Shepard. I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm happy that your team is finally becoming relevant again. I really hope this doesn't blow up in your face. <laughs> Love you, man. Good on, Matt, but, Matt Moore starting for half the season. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You can't have that happening again. <laughs> uh, oh, Chad Pennington's coming out of retirement. Do you want him? No. Um, oh, Jay, Jay Fiedler. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So now with the, with the Jets... Nothing crazy here, but some steady work. Steady, keep it going. Yeah, quite like Lake and Tomlinson and Dan Feeney coming in. DJ Reed will help improve the defensive backs a bit. Jordan Whitehead's a little underrated. CJ Ozoma, nice little addition at tight end. But there's still a lot that needs to be done there. I think your your key things that you're looking for here is some development from Zach Wilson 
and for your for some players to get healthy again for a start. You need Mackay Becton to be there all season. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you're going nowhere. You need um, Quinn Williams to. Yep, if you could finally pick it up, actually be Quinn and Williams. Yep, absolutely, and like I think that's pretty much all you really need to 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 do to get yourself five wins. <laughs> It's pretty tight. Yeah. I think the Jets, um, If I don't know where their picks are at, but they seem like a good one. Sauce Gardner. Yeah, Sauce Gardner at cornerback would probably be my, my pick for them there. Um, you just need some talent. Yeah. You just need to keep adding talent. And look, I have a feeling that it's probably going to end up being someone like... Um, they're they're going to shore it up in terms of their coaching. and mm-hmm. you know I don't know if Salah's the end thing, but I don't know, I just... Have this vision of like Josh McCown being coach of the Jets for some reason, <laughs> seeing as he's already pretty much done it. No, I mean, he's Josh McCown is going to the Texans next year haven't when you it's not a weird legal thing. Yeah, yeah. quote like, unquote. Jets to the Jets, they just have to keep going. They might be cursed, but you can't tell until you try. So. Hey, it's New York football. <laughs> hey, I'm sucking over here. <laughs> That sounds terrible. I'm never going to say that sentence again. <laughs> um, Where have you been hanging out? <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, in terms of this division, it's pretty much... I mean, would you say that the Dolphins are not quite favourites, but they are going to be more competitive with um, with the Bills? Uh, no. Because the Bills are going to walk this division. Oh um, wow! And getting Von Miller is huge. Um, it's really going to improve that like run defense um, as well as the pass. Getting rid of Beasley is a just net win for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and being able to um, just keep going. Some good momentum from that team. With what they've been building. Look, it's in the right direction. Saying that Josh Allen was like the savior, I think it was. He was good, but I don't think it was. You know, it was a bit early. I think mm. he's not Mahomes. He's not. Brady, he's not. Did you watch those last three games? I, I know I'm saying recency bias, but it's incredible what he can do on his day. Yeah. But like, I would still say, you know, be easy, be cautious, because you don't know what this team is going to be like without Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be that they don't need him, and they continue going on, or they build a new style of offense. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, for for the Patriots, Matt Jones year two. Uh, would you would you like me to give you a prediction for Matt Jones in year two? No. Okay, good because I didn't really want to give one. Um, <laughs> he's going to play. Yeah, okay. he's going to be all right, and they're going to win games. They shouldn't. Yeah, Dolph, Dolphins heading in the right direction. Uh, I reckon this year's the year of the playoffs. It's got to be. If, if they if, don't, if it's not, then the just get rid of it. Done. Uh, and yeah, the Jets are sadly still going to bring up the rear. I think unless uh, Zach Wilson really takes a step forward. Kraft today came out and said that he was really disappointed that the Patriots <laughs> hadn't won a playoff game in three years. And it's like, Robert, 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 shut up. Robert, you, <laughs> Robert, you, you cannot clap without like smacking together a whole lot of metal. Sit down. <laughs> You've had enough. It's like, what do you expect? Man. Right, and to round things out, now we have been going for ninety minutes here, but I we think put this one to the front. So no, no, we want to. No, they, they got to wait. You got to wait all the way through this entire thing, you suckers. The AFC West. Don't do that. It'd be bad for the capture. 
The Kansas City Chiefs. Moving on from Tyreek Hill is a big risk. Now, sure, they got a haul that could bode very well for their development, <coughs> but a talent like that is so unique and so hard to replace. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is not a replacement. He is not. Let me make a hot p- pick that I'd rather have um, Equimonius St. Brown than <laughs> Marquez Valdez-Scantling. In- inter- interesting hot take. Just I mean, he's very good. Equinemius St. Brown might end up getting a lot of catches this next year because he'll be the only person that Aaron Rodgers knows on that team. Um, bringing back Frank Clark still seems dumb to me. Don't like that one either. I did like... Um, Back, the Bills picked up the option on Tonyan or the other guy. No, Kumaro. Jake Kumaro. They got it. They picked up his option. I think the only reason they did it is to stop the Packers getting. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get Jake (laughs) Kumaro going back to Green Bay. Rogers loves Kumaro, so that's the petty, petty picking up the minimum to stop a guy going home is absolutely brilliant. But anyway, but the Chiefs look. Mahomes is Mahomes, and um, Kelsey's still the quarterback at tight end. Like, he's so good at reading the game. Mm. Like, they're going to be fine. They've just got to do some cap gymnastics. And I think this is a dynasty move. I was saying to you earlier. Yeah, yeah. I think this is taking a step back to take three steps forward in the future. Yeah, that's what they're aiming for. They've just got to make good on the pick. Mm -hmm. That pick at 21 or whatever it is. Well, they've got they get, just two two picks now. I think is it back to back maybe or Yeah, but like if they're able to like trade up and get Jameson Williams or someone that can replace, I don't know. Hill. If they need to trade up. That's the thing. But like a, a speedster will be a, a big deal. Yeah, um, trade the pick or trade some picks to the Giants to get Tony or something like you know. Ooh. Try and pick up like a distressed asset from a team that isn't very good. Mm-hmm, okay, so okay. like a, Tony or who's the guy on? There's a guy on the Jets, Elijah Moore. You know, okay. there's guys like that that you might be able to trade for that teams want to get off of. Yeah, maybe like known quantities. Uh, I think uh, Kadarius Tony still has a way to go with um, the Giants, but when he's been there, he's flashed. Mm. Like I'm, I'm excited to see him actually get a full season, hopefully. Um, but in terms of the the Chiefs, yeah, they they need to build up those outside weapons because I don't think they have any wide receivers anymore, do they? Um, Juju. Oh yeah, they brought in Juju Smith Schuster, of course. Not number one. No, and like he's proved that uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh but, really, but like. Juju Smith-Schuster and Mapletron both struggled with Big Ben. Mm-hmm. And they weren't allowed to say anything because it was Big Ben. Yeah. And you could see Chase... Claypool. Claypool. Mapletron. Getting really upset and not being able to say a word about it. Yeah. All season. So, you know, maybe Juju with a quarterback that can actually throw on the ball more than 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Maybe it helps, but I also think... <laughs> He did like a TikTok at the stadium. Oh man! He just has to shut the fuck up. There. Speaking of TikToks, um, Jackson Mahomes is he going to be still? Jackson Mahomes was not invited to his, <laughs> his brother's bachelor party, and that's how much he's like fucked up about yeah. these TikToks and getting. He didn't even do a TikTok from like the locker room or something. Like, he just oh, he's just a. It's awful. See, um, uh, Sam Monson from PFF, uh, their new charity drive. If um if Sam ends up winning or losing, whichever one it is, uh he has to do a Jackson Mahomes TikTok dance. Which is hilarious and I I can't wait to see it. <laughs> um so yeah, that's the Chiefs. The Raiders, Devontae Adams trade was huge. Combined with the signing of Chandler Jones, the Raiders moves are looking pretty good, certainly on the on the far <laughs> end. Um the Raiders fans better hope that Josh McDaniels learned from his Broncos stint. Because 
that's a bad place to be if that goes wrong. Uh, I think he might have learned a lot from that. So, so the, the, the Raiders moving in the right direction. I think that they were right to stick with Derek Carr for, for at least one more season. I think that's a team that is going in the right direction after a really, really difficult year last year. I mean, oh man, I, like, I really felt for um, um, Zerich Basaccia, the, the, the interim head coach, I believe. He, did he go Green Bay in the end? Yeah, defend, uh, uh, game manager, special team. Something like that, yeah. To replace whoever was doing it before. Man, just... <laughs> I, I, I really hope someone in Vegas to say, like, look, just have some money. We appreciate everything you've done. We, but we're, we're going to want... A, we want our head coach in now. Uh, any, anyway, uh, I need to run through this a little bit quicker, unfortunately, but the... Um, Los Angeles Chargers brought in Khalil Mack to pair with Joey Bosa. Derwin James is back there. JC Jackson's been signed too. They brought back Mike Williams for some good money. Chargers are looking strong, man. And like this might actually be the best full roster in this division, if not the NFL. You put here that Mack's past his prime. I don't think Mack's past his prime. I think Mack just so. has an injury. He was like top one top rated when he played and also the Bears weren't in anything so mm-hmm. I am um, having Mac Clue Mac still make a, it's a big improvement and like having one from the other side from the other that's incredibly scary uh, and like I'll fumble that yeah 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 I will <laughs> twice a year it's fine like dude Charger's gonna charge her right <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll find a way to mess this up <laughs> um, but no if you look at that roster from front to back they have been on paper, building it in the exact right they way. They have those random games where they score like 50 points and they look unstoppable. And then they have other games where they charge. Yeah. And like they're going to have Austin Eckler mm-hmm. still in the building. Um, they've just got this like one-two punch with their running backs. Herbert will be in year three, which is, you know, kind of make or break. You think he's going to get it. I think he's made it. And, <laughs> you know, just keeping... The um, relationship between Williams... Oh my God, his name's gone. What position? Keenan Allen. Between Williams and Keenan yeah, Allen. Keenan Allen, yeah. Just because they get on and they don't mind when another one gets the touch. Good combination, yeah. They're just going to keep it going. And yeah, they just kind of... I need to see it. I'd say like, they maybe just like, if they can get someone else in the offensive line... And uh, maybe a defensive back or two, then that's all, all your holes. If you think point. Slater should improve in year two, then... Rashawn Slater, yeah. Tackle. Yeah, in- incredible. Um, yep, yeah, I think the Chargers are looking really good, like I say. Uh, and then we'll just round it out with the Denver Broncos. Now, where to start, man? Uh, Russell Wilson acquisition was obviously fantastic. Um, people say, oh, but you gave up a lot for him. It's like, you, we've been looking for this... For six years, seven years since the end, actually, probably partway through that Super Bowl winning run when Peyton Manning's arm was falling off, we could have been doing with something like this. This does instantly put the Broncos in a potential worst to first category of favorites. Um, but of course, this is the AFC West, man. <laughs> it's just there's just so much going on here. It is, it is an absolute slobber knocker of a division. Uh, and like on top of the Russell Wilson trade, they got Randy Gregory coming in on a big deal from Dallas. They brought in DJ Jones from the 49ers. Josie Jules coming back. In terms of what the Broncos are doing, I have nothing bad to say about it. Like I, I still think that perhaps there's a few moves they could still make, but everything they've done to this point has been 
Excellent. Um, obviously, our first round pick this year is just Russell Wilson. I'm perfectly happy with that. Your second round pick. Yeah, second round pick as well. And uh, next year, first round pick too. Don't don't care. That's fine. Like Because we've already built a young roster of good players and great players in some cases as well, Like, there's a lot to like about this team but I, I would I, I will I will pump the brakes on these guys too saying like look this is a this is a work in progress running back as well if he's yeah J- Javante Williams in the backfield there Melvin Gordon might come back although it would certainly be on a reduced deal but like I would like that combination of Williams and Gordon to stay together Williams and Gordon attorneys at law it's just it, it really is looking good um, like it looked good the other year we just didn't have the quarterback now we've got the quarterback and it looks good like that's that's the difference to me really hopefully kills you I know it really <laughs> is Darren I still so, have that video of you when they picked Sertan oh my god <laughs> I'm just smiling but hey like I said trust the process this is a good team they just knew what they had to do they didn't bite on anything stupid they sat with Teddy for a bit saw where it would take them didn't work out. Move on. Now I, they've been able to make it. I say this in the most loving way possible, but um, Russell Wilson would have had a genetic test to make sure he doesn't have a um, sickle cell. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's he's played at Mile High before and um, destroyed us. So it's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be he's good. Oh my god, the irony. Yeah, after I mean, all of this. Uh, I mean, they have Mayfield. <laughs> I was just about to say, be perfectly happy to take Baker Mayfield in week four if it goes that way. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But anyway, let's just round up the AFC West after a bit of a mammoth podcast. I mean, at, at this point, oh, well, first of all, I think the only team with any first rounders in there is the Chiefs. Actually, no, no, tell a lot of the Chargers do have a first rounder as well, I believe. Um, tell me where this division is going. Because um, I don't know. It might beat the shit out of itself. Yeah, I think it's just going to implode. Every team... It's kind is, of like the West. Yeah. In the NFC West in the last couple of years. Just no one has a good record because they can't win enough games in their own division and you end up having to go the really long way through the playoffs. Yeah, I think um, um, it's going to be real the, tough. The issue for you guys is you'll probably do really well and then have an away game at Patriots and the wild card, you know, it's that kind of, Ugh. it's that kind of thing where you're just not going to be able to get far enough ahead to get the home tie against like the Colts. Mm. You know, it's going to be in a way game against like the Patriots, right? Because you're not going to beat the, we well, even just beat the Chiefs enough probably to. I don't know, man. Like there's still every potential for it changes. to not go well. This is the whole thing, you know. Every year, if you look at like the the overall rosters. Rather than the star power and particular players, Chiefs might have the weak, weakest overall roster if you discount some of the things that are going on there. Mm. But they have Mahomes, who is just this wild card at any given moment. So, so to round it all out, who won the off season for you? So, oh man, you're asking me now. Um, in terms of teams that won it, I mean, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, uh, Dolphins. Bills, Jags, kidding, just joking. <laughs> Bengals did, did well. But who won? Everyone's a winner, Darren. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you my winner. Go for it then. Do it. Brandon. Oh, yeah, because they had Brady come back. And they kept, Brady come they back. kept all their players. And they managed to get Fournette on such a team friendly deal. Brady that man's going to have like 20 touchdowns next year. Probably. 
AOFF. Don't listen to my what I'm saying. I want to pick him up in the fifth round again. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to draft Matthew Slater with my first overall pick, just if anyone's listening. <laughs> you like a gunner. Special teams gunner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might get a turnover. Yeah, exactly. I, I, can we draft offensive linemen yet? Actually, no, uh, was it the NFL? Sorry, PFFs uh, I got this whole Remember thing. We, is it all, all 20 teams? We were talking about doing it where we picked a team at the start of the year and whoever had the most PFF points had to bind everyone. Remember we we talked about that ages ago? But it's so hard because there's so many injuries. We'll have a look at the all 22, Darren. We'll see what we can do about it. But anyway, I think for the meantime... Uh, that was a, that was a real slobber knocker, but uh, I think it's good to get back up to speed right now. Uh, so we'll see you guys in another uh, eighteen months when we do our next <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, thank you so very much for joining Baker us. Mayfield to Pittsburgh trade tomorrow or whatever <laughs> yeah. happens next. Now that we finish this part, yeah, I, I don't think that we can um, really uh, keep ourselves quiet once the draft gets here. So we'll see if we can do something uh, after that. But in the meantime, thank you very much for listening to this one hour. 43 minute and 39 second rambling at this point (laughs) really appreciate it we love you all take care and goodbye